Welcome back, you little bitches. It's Hello. Megan Tonjes. It's Michelle Moore. You're listening to Lies Detected, a podcast where we talk about the truths you need to know and the lies you tell yourself. Those are dirty lies. That <laughs> <laughs> was me for you. <laughs> Beautiful. It really it amps up the emotion of it, you know? <laughs> um, by the way, if you want to, you can check out our merch store. We linked it below. If you want to pick up any little t-shirts, yes. any little fancy things, you could totally do that. And also, if you want to email us to get advice, to get some feedback on what you're fucking up in your life, you can email us at noliesdetected at gmail.com and your email may be read aloud on a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got today. How are you doing? What are you up to? I'm good. I am... I don't know what... We're in 2020 now. We're so. in 2020. Let's imagine our lives in 2020. Let's imagine because we, we like to pre-record our shit. Because <laughs> um... I'm feeling really good. I feel my birthday was great. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Had a great time. Uh, Can't wait for the follow-up story time if everything (laughs) goes fucking horribly. (laughs) Um, No. um, But I feel good. I feel good. I'm excited about the new year and just uh, the year of happy. So The year of happy. Happy, happy, happy. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm excited. I want I want to start off a little Christmas movie with you tonight. Yep, and see how long you last in it because you know it's got Vanessa Hudgens and it got I, can't, I can only do so the much. Vanessa exactly. Hudgens, yeah, right. <laughs> you can only do so much. Right, right. The people that just like when it's like, oh, sh- what did you say earlier? You're like, she's um, <laughs> she's the actress. I was like, whoa, 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 oh. that's a big word. Let's not say that. And then what did you say? You gave another word. I was like, ah. I, <laughs> I said, know. oh, like she's a personality. You're like, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> she's a person that goes on film sometimes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to do anything these days, but just. First email. None of these I've read, so have no idea what's, uh, what's going on. We jump into this together. The title is What's Wrong With Me? Hey, Megan and Michelle. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, Megan and Michelle. Uh. I'm a Taurus sun, Aquarius That's moon, what's wrong with you. And a Leo rising. <laughs> You're a Taurus sun. That's what's wrong with you. Recently, I realized that I'm slowly losing all my friends, which are majority white. One of the reasons is because I'm more vocal about race and I'm a bit more blunt when I talk well, about hallelujah, it. Well, hallelujah. Thank the that Lord. Like a That's blessing. good. You, those aren't friends. <laughs> I also tend to fall on stereotypes and make fun of white people. And I realize, wait, and I realize that that is hurtful. It's not. I also tend to open my mouth too much and my best friend in quotations already. So that's how I know it's real loves to tell me that no one asked. And I think it's because of the way I was raised where I was constantly told I was inferior. So I tend to overshare a lot. I can already hear Michelle saying that it's no one's business, but my own. So I don't have to share. However, it's almost impossible for me to try and withhold things from the people that I love one sided or not. I know that I'm sensitive, but I feel that it's because I always try and help people. And when they don't give me that energy, I feel like shit and it fucks with my emotions. Sometimes I feel like I'm the most mature person in the grade or I'm just boo-boo the fool. I'm a tired, oversensitive 14-year-old that is losing friends. I feel like I, I feel like I do know my issues, but how do I fit them? fix them i have given up so much and sacrificed so much into these friendships and even if you think that they aren't worth it i would love advice instead on instead on how the fuck to be a better person maybe not for the people right now but for the people that i'll meet in the future more importantly for myself i would rather you become the person you're gonna be for the people now or for yourself right now and make sure that you the people around you 
that you're meant to have not being like well for my f- i'm gonna fuck it up right now and ignore everything and you guys tell me what i need to know but maybe in the future the siren is here this person is forcing it's a black girl is it a black girl or is it do they say what they're i don't know they're because i'm trying to speak from my own yeah i don't my know own experience i don't even i can't even really see a picture all right, so I won't speak from young 14 black girl Michelle. Yes. But I'll speak from young black 14 person. Yeah. Um, you're wanting to be accepted because you don't accept yourself. Mm. And that's a mouthful. Um, cause you so desperately want things to be the way that they used to be or that back to normal because losing friends, mm-hmm. but you're, you're looking at it the wrong way. You're actually gaining access to yourself, which mm-hmm. is way more important than those crappy people that are walking out of your life because you're opening your mouth and speaking yeah. how you feel them, you telling them. To speak your mind, say how you, what you want to say, talk yeah. about your feelings. Th- this world does not give you access to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't let people like that quiet you down. You're, you're chasing those people. You're not losing anything. You're only gaining more access to yourself. That's what's happening every time one of those people say something to you that dishonors who you are, mm-hmm. which means... If you want to talk about some shit, talk about it. Talk yeah. about it. If you're if you're white friends, all of a sudden you're talking about race and they're like, I can't do this. Those aren't your friends. Mm-mm. And they're not going to serve you in any kind of way because mm-hmm. if they can't look at themselves and what's actually happening without getting fucking sensitive about it and feeling like, how dare you? They're not going to protect you. They're not going to care about you. Mm-mm. They don't care about you in that way. So they're not, it's not, they're not friends to lose. They're enemies to lose. And you attract what you are. So if you're attracting people that don't care about you, then you. By extension. Are not caring about yourself. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and understand that the access to yourself is way more important than being a part of some group. I understand you're 14 Mm-hmm. And that's a hard lesson. So you might not, you might, you're going to do do what you want to do. So if you feel like you need to chase that up a little bit more, do it. Look, that's what you have to do. But eventually you will learn that lesson that those people are not and have never been your friends. No, no. And you'll realize that as you get older too, especially if like there are people that I thought I was friends with and I was fine. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, I don't know about all that. Right. Okay, the next one is living with an abusive mother is the tagline. Dear Michelle and Megan, this podcast is one of the highlights of my adolescence. I'm a 16-year-old who lives with an emotionally abusive mother, and she's very manipulative to me and the people around her. Mm-hmm. On January the 28th, we got into a horrible argument where both of us realized this relationship is going nowhere. My friend came to help her. Wait, my friend came to help after... I don't know if this... I was screaming for help, and after I come back home she's abusing her power to get me to do what she wants to hear see and do like i'm a pawn i'm not and this is going to sound scary because in a 16 
this is all written wrong because I'm a 16. Wait, start, start, start. I'm confused because it's there's like things that are kind of I think mis put. Okay, so a 16 year old lives with an emotionally abusive mother who's a manipulative to them and the people around them. They got into a horrible argument where they both realized that the relationship is going nowhere. Their friend came to help after they were screaming for help and after. And this is where I get lost. After I come back home, after I came back home, she's abusing her power to get me to do what she wants to hear, see, and do. Like I'm a pawn. I'm not. And this is going to sound scary because I'm a 16-year-old, but you guys have taught me a lot about what's going, what it's going to take to make it into the world. That the Constitution is a goddamn lie and the whites. But no, you guys have showed me that growing up really shows that no matter the authority of a person, if something bothers you, tell them. Don't hide it. Don't bury it. Even though I've tried and my mother is still trying to pin me down. This podcast shows me that I can't be pinned down into something that isn't right. Thank you so much. Also, don't worry. This isn't going to be an excuse to go rebellious or disrespect her. I just wanted you amazing people to know that the podcast helps me a lot with my current situation. I don't feel like I have the full scope of what that situation <laughs> is. Um, but um, you'll be 18 soon enough. So hopefully, whatever's going on. I mean, people are going to... Yeah. Abide. Especially you guys that are listening that are young. Yeah. <sighs> you know, just continue. I keep saying discernment is the biggest yes. les lesson of all these things. You're listening to two grown women. Yes. Yes. Talk about <laughs> their you. life experiences. Yeah. And you guys were walking to situations and your mom's telling you what bedtime is. And you're like, right. fuck that, bitch. <laughs> I don't listen to any fucking person because Michelle Moore told me not to. And I don't feel okay about this, which means you're damaging my fucking spirit. And your mom's like, no, your bedtime's nine. And you're like, I re rebuke this, bitch. I won't be spoken to. So I think you're correct. Use discernment because Please the lessons. Discernment. Not, I think some of you... I, you're internalizing but you're missing the lesson you just you feel the the frustration that you're experiencing mm -hmm. as a teenager and you're trying to translate that into the situations we're talking about but sometimes you're just fucking 14 15 16 right. years old and you don't know everything right and right. so you may not have gotten the best parents in the world right we all realize that there are things our parents did that we look back as an adult and we're like what the fuck was that now i gotta undo that but don't attack everything with that same energy of like, well, this bitch has no idea what the fuck she's doing. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sometimes you have to take into effect that you're a teenager who feels like they know everything and they want to do everything they want to do. And you're not in the same place to be able to just do that without the consequences that we've already experienced and we're talking about. More so as well is that at, you know, 14, 15, 16, you you you're not fully developed into your whole self you can yeah. be whole but your, your soul's not fully attached to your body you're, yet you're, you gotta give still, it time to solidify you're still growing and learning in your space yeah that doesn't mean that bad shit can't happen and there's it no can. toxic family members and all that shit is very 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 real mm -hmm. and it should be acknowledged but also understand that the purpose of this podcast for me and megan is to communicate to people who have already lived that life. 
who have already li lived through the life of the rite of passage. You're living a life through the rite of passage. So the rite of passage is if you're 14, you're 16 years old, listen, shit fucking sucks at that age. You know it what really I mean? It really does. It just fucking sucks. But it's a rite of passage to get to where we are. Yeah. So... You know, don't rush the process. Don't rush the process. You know, you guys are writing in about your friends and, uh, you know, they're not going to. And I understand. I, I get that. But in your life, that is that is the only real thing that that, that you, you've ever experienced is a disappointment of somebody not being your friend anymore or talking about you or saying things that is that is the extent of the trauma that you have faced unless you're in a really dire situation. Mm -hmm. So when you're t writing about stuff like that, you have to understand that's that's everybody goes through that. Every yeah. teenager goes through that. We all fight and disagree with our parents right. about what we should be able to do and when right. we should be able to do it. And that doesn't diminish how, how it's going to make you feel. But also no. understand is that when you get older and maybe 10 years, you might look back at that and be like, man, I'm really glad my parents did that. Yeah. So it's hard to really decipher sometimes unless it's actual, you know, yeah. um, Sometimes you're also looking at it and I feel like especially younger generations who are like surrounded by the Internet and have access to all this information all the time. Right. So they all feel like they're all therapists going into every situation. They're seeing what they believe is like the um, the initiative for why their parents acting in a certain way. Well, she's like this. She's fucked up because of this and she's manipulative and she does all these things. But there's no clear example of how, what they're doing or how they're doing it. It's like it it just kind of sounds like you have decided in your head my mom uh uses me as a pawn right that was one of the lines that was in the right. last email and it's like but i don't know what that means like what you know there's a lot of questions there for right. like why would your mother be using you as a pawn and how is that how you, it's actually happening is it how you're just interpreting it because you're a teenager and you're feeling like she never lets me do what i want to do and everything's about everyone else because mm -hmm. that could be real right but it also might not be as like monumental we were talking As about that today it. earlier when I was talking about how um, uh, we were talking about when, when when I've heard white people say, like, I'm an American and I know my rights It's always for something so not in unimportant, so unimportant. Yeah. No one's taking your passport or anything. But, but like no, <laughs> no, nobody's, you know, you're there's there's no Double life. Parks. It's not life <laughs> and death. Right. It's yeah. anything like that. So that lets me know that you've never really gone through any shit. If you're using that kind of line in this circumstance, that yeah. means you've never really gone through anything. You went to the extreme because you're getting a parking ticket. Right. <laughs> and you're like, I know my fucking rights as an American. I can park where the fuck I want. My forefathers didn't murder everyone on this land. So I had to get a fucking parking ticket. Right. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of this genocide? If I got points on my fucking license, <laughs> like that's what you sound like. Pretty much. People pretty are dying much. in the so, world. Know what you're saying and what it means and the weight of that. Journals are going to be very important for you in right. your teenage years. So you can go back and read and cringe and have an understanding. And then you get older. This is what happens. Every every time you get a little bit older, like now in my 30s, I look back and I'm like, part of the reason why I don't have fucking kids right now is I look at how affected I was by the things my parents were doing at this age. Right. And the, the power of that, especially if you don't understand the power of it, is right. scary. Because right. things that meant nothing to my mom or dad stick with you for life. Right. And it's not until you're in your 30s or 40s, you're like, oh, I understand why they did that now. Right, right. And that's not how it looked to me at the time because I had no perspective of what anything was supposed to look like. I just felt frustrated because I wanted what I wanted. Right, right. 
bless you can pay me to be a teenager again truly listen just no. push through man get to your 20s and 30s please and then let the real shit start to yeah you're not even <laughs> you haven't even dipped below the surface right. yet. <laughs> most of you were like my cunt mother won't let me fail this <laughs> class and i hate getting up at 8 a.m <laughs> jesus christ welcome to life okay <laughs> this one's a g- <laughs> mother my god mother I've always just wanted to yell that. And I'm an adult now and I can yell my cunt mother when I want to. Because I don't live under anyone's goddamn roof and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Make it to this point, you know? <laughs> Get disowned. Okay, this this email is it's lengthy. It's a Google Doc. This this is not even an email, it's a Google Doc, but I'm going into it because you know we got time to kill. It's a Google Doc? Bitch, it's a Google Oh, come the fuck. It's like a cover letter. It's like a resume. It better be nothing but praises. I don't think it is. Dear Michelle and Megan, you can call me Sierra. Missed. Yeah, (laughs) missed. You kids don't know about that. I'm 25. I'm an Aries with a Virgo moon and a Libra rising. I have always had trouble unlocking my inner confidence and power, and I believe that it is in part due to my family dynamic. I have lived with one or both parents my entire life. I have one older sister. I would describe my family as a mosaic, broken but glued together. I can't remember a time... (laughs) I wish you guys could see my derivative dancing that's happening. I can't remember a time when we were whole. I have a complicated history with each of my family members. I am closest to my mother, a Virgo sun, Aries moon, and Leo rising. But as we both have gotten older, she isn't respectful of the boundaries that I place with her. And she is everyone underneath this critical microscope that she refuses to turn on herself. She's very codependent and insecure, and I love her dearly. <laughs> Wait, whoa, hold on. <laughs> She's very codependent and insecure, and I love her dearly. My father, Triple Taurus, has always been difficult. He was the provider of the family when I was younger, so our relationship, <laughs> this is a monologue <laughs> that I'm quite enjoying when i was younger so our relationship didn't have a firm foundation because he wasn't around much he was the good cop to my mother's bad when my parents got divorced oh my god this is the leo rising is so strong i just i was about to say is this because you know i'm hot they have leo Virgo, aries moon leo rising oh Jesus it's a vampire Christ. telling a story you know of its, of and its the story is not even that good <laughs> this is a horrible story i'm bored <laughs> When my parents got divorced, he didn't handle me and my sister very well. Every time I speak my mind about something that is in disagreement with what he wants, he claims that I am disrespecting him. Over time, I have learned that when he says that he's being disrespected, that really means he feels emasculated. I think that him being from Jamaica, that has very hypermasculine culture, my mother being very overbearing and bullheaded made him, not, made him want to assert himself against us to feel manly, no matter what the cost was. If my dad wasn't my dad, I don't know if I would like him. My sister, Aquarius on <laughs> Cancer Moon, Cancer Rising. She knows everybody's... B- <laughs> And I are just different people. When our parents separated and divorced, I was 13 and my sister was 16. The divorce was really rough and how she coped was to constantly be with her friends and out of the house. But being so young, I didn't have that same freedom. I know that those ages, it's not exactly cool to hang out with your little sister, but I felt abandoned and she kept choosing her friends over having a relationship with me. I would like for us to be friends, but if if it hasn't happened yet, it probably won't happen. We all live together now. 
A few years ago, my mother and I moved in because we didn't want to live underneath a slumlord anymore, and my dad needed the help financially. Last year, my dad had several strokes and surgeries, leaving him unable to go to work. Because he read this email. My sister and I have been carrying all of the bills. Oh, my goodness. My mother is also not in a position to live on her own because she is unable to get a better job. It's not as simple as me moving out. I am the baby of my family, but I know that I am an adult. I try to voice my opinions at home. Wait, 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 what? I am the baby of my family, but I know that I'm an adult. I try to voice my opinions at home, but I'm always cut down. I don't argue like they do. I'm shy and soft, but it doesn't mean that I cannot speak for myself. I am sensitive and I have sensitivity for others, so I try not to take up the most emotional real estate, but it has worn me down. Even after the asshole of the year that we just had, it seems like they still see me as a child and my opinions aren't shit. I don't like I'm I don't feel like I'm heard and this has affected how I approach situations in my outside life. Also, I should mention that I go to therapy but not regularly. This is my long-winded way of asking. How do I affirm my power as an adult while still living in a semi-toxic family situation which will most likely be permanent? I don't know if I'm going to be dragged for filth by y'all but I'm ready. Thanks for everything. Sierra I enjoyed that monologue, I will say. I felt that. I don't actually know what the issue is, but I felt I felt the monologue. Bunch of family living in a house together, and you just gave two strangers on the internet paragraph breakdowns of everyone's trauma and how they disappointed you. The main Except one, your own. The main one being for your sister that when you were 13 and she was 16, instead of st- sitting home and crying with you and your family about the divorce, she went out and hung out with her friends at the movies. And now you can never be friends <laughs> because of it. I just want you what? To, to, to hear me when I say this. Here we go. The way you just d- dissected each and every one of your family member. Write us back with your own. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Good. Write us back with your shit. I want this many paragraphs. I'm not answering anything. I want this many paragraphs about you and how you've hurt everyone else and who you are. I don't get a sense of who that person. I mean, I, I know who you are. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I know exactly who, who you are, but I want you to work for this answer. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. And you Jamaican too. You already understand how West Indians are. We're like... Talk up the things or don't say anything at all, because everything that you just said right now is 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 has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with anything. You spoke in such a victimizing. I just I can't even over really minor stuff over like can't even my teenage sister wanted to be a teenager. My dad didn't really know how to handle us after the divorce, but it sounds like everyone was still there in a part of everyone's life. It just wasn't perfectly in the way they wanted it. I assure you. None of you are adults. Okay. Yeah. None of you guys are adults in this situation. There was a line. Wait, I don't know. if Nobody's being a grown up. Not even yourself. Can we talk about the line about the mom where they said she's very codependent and insecure and I love her dearly. What the fuck? What was that poem? You know, I just I just I think there's a lot of unsolved things going on. Unsolved mysteries. (laughs) And everybody's not dealing with a whole lot of stuff. You included. And let me tell you something. You are not exempt from no. the people 
who raised you and the and the sibling you grew up with. You're not that different. I promise you. Okay? I know you like to think that you are, but you are your parents. If you were that different, you wouldn't have even been speaking to anyone when all this you, happened. So <laughs> no one would be moving in with you. Listen, <laughs> you are just as much a part of the issue as they are. And you need to figure out for yourself who you are in that so that you can figure out for yourself what you need to do for yourself mm -hmm. so that you can focus on your own life. They had, a, they had a full plot breakdown of every person, how they've been disappointed by them since they were like 12 years old. Is there water in their, in their chart? Hold on. You said back. Leo rising. Uh, Aries. Oh God. Hold on. I went too far back. I'm sorry. I saw no, I, I need it now. Damn it. It might be gone. We'll remember when we, when we listen to it back. Yeah. But yeah, that's what you need to do. Good luck. Yeah. Next email. <laughs> that was a that was a doozy in a Google. Listen, in a Google. Can I just tell you something? You you can always tell when something's gonna be full of shit when people go the extra mile to do that. They do the extra most. If you can't say it in a tweet, but you release a whole PR statement on your notepad <laughs> app, guess what it is? Trash. I just don't believe it. I don't believe they think that they're smarter. You're not smarter. Just because okay? you write more. You look foolish when you do things like that. Everybody's sending in an email and you're sending in a Google Doc. That means to me, I already know you play victim in your life all the time. That was probably a Google Doc they wrote up and they just changed the intro. Probably went to a bunch of podcasts. It was just the different intro for each one. Stop doing that. That's just, It's not a good look. It's not a good look to be that desperate to, to seem like the victim. For people to feel sorry for or to praise you for your strength. Yeah. You're not living any kind of unordinary uh, life. Okay. People have issues in their families and that's what it is. And you hold on to when your sister was 16 and when you were 13. Come on. You don't hold that against her in because a, you put she that went in a, the movies instead of hanging out with you. You put that in a Google Doc. In a Google Doc, though. Your laptop should be taken away from you. Punishment. Send us your laptop. You can find my P.O. box listed below. Uh, <laughs> next email. Our friend always dates garbage, but this guy is the worst. I know how you love emails about other people's relationships from friends of them from the outside. Here we go. Hi, Michelle and Megan. I gotta get, people I, don't get the mail. Do y'all not listen to the show? I feel Why like, are y'all writing and talking about other people? We uh, always drag you every time you do that. <laughs> Why do you continue to do it? I almost feel like some of them don't even they're thinking in their head but my situation's different they're listening to us drag other it's people not for very similar things but they don't hear that it's a similar story they're probably along being like oh i would never fucking do that but i got i got a i got a problem let me write to them and are you guys just like being exfoliated which either one hi michelle and megan if we answer your question by the way if we exfoliate you send us money yeah, hi you michelle better. you did come on because it's too much Hi, Michelle and Megan. Me, Libra, and my partner, Capricorn, have this friend, Leo. We are all 23 to 24, by the way. Leo, friend, has always wanted a relationship more than anything and has been very self-destructive in the way she dates men. Last year, she started dating a guy who is at best a Trump supporter and at worst an alt-writer. The rest of our friend group is gay, so this was extremely uncomfortable for us. I am so disgusted that <laughs> you guys would write in 
about people that you call your friends and, and air out their dirty laundry for other people to dissect. You are an unhappy person with your Capricorn partner. I promise you. This situation was a long time coming. So we all had to sit down and talk with her about how she's hurting herself by dating awful people, especially this guy. She brushed it off at first, but it really seemed like it really seemed like she got where we were coming from and promised to stop seeing him. Since then, she's been saying how she wants to date herself and how proud she is of being single. A few weeks ago, she started mentioning she was casually seeing someone, but doesn't want to jinx it by gushing about him. A mutual friend told us that she's been seeing the same dude the entire time and is we've got a whole uh, detective agency in this friend group and is insisting she doesn't care about politics. So it doesn't matter that this guy's opinions are trash. She doesn't know that we know, but we are planning to talk to her soon. At this point, She's a grown woman, and we can't make her change who she dates. But she lies to herself constantly about her situation, and it's frustrating As to you watch. do. She is a reflection of you, and it's pissing you off. Can you ima- And you want to intervene. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, as a group, having a cons- feeling like you have to consistently have an intervention with someone because you don't agree who they date with? Who the fuck cares? Then don't hang out with them. Why are you inviting them to brunch all the time if you're just going to... It's always an opportunity for you guys to pounce and be like, this this man's not good for you. This is even worse because you sat down and typed this out and sent it to some strangers to read on the internet. (laughs) She hopes she hears it. She lies to herself constantly about her situation. It's hard to talk about... It's hard to talk to her about how we really feel because she's extremely sensitive and shuts down right away. And so are you. Also, since we disapprove this guy, he's now forbidden dick, which makes her want him more. She's a good friend, but has been stuck in the same patterns for years. So So have you. So it's hard to be real with her. We are worried that talking about it will just upset her and she'll run to this dude who can then more easily justify his opinions it really seems like she's lost and at a low point in her life no no honey i i guarantee you you're the one that's lost your friend is living her <laughs> life and she's being her trump messy. supporting dick <laughs> she's being messy with it and she's doing her herself and she's doing her and she's focused on herself and she's mm-hmm. not writing about you and your relationship how do we bring this up in a way that won't make her feel alienated you, we're from Michigan, too. A Libra who wants peace and her Capricorn girlfriend who has no tact. And no relationship. You and your Capricorn girlfriend? Ugh. Ugh. Disgusting. Just, that is disgusting. They wrote in thinking, oh, once they hear that this guy is a Trump supporter and alt-right, they're going to understand why we're justified to once a month at breakfast sit Ashley the fuck down and say, what the fuck is this? Y'all are horrible and friends. Then, and then we don't understand why she doesn't reveal to us the truth because she doesn't want to jinx who she's dating because her friends keep sitting her down for fucking interventions. And now we know. So now we're going to confront her. But she's like a really good friend. So like, I just don't understand why she does this and she has this pattern. First of all, if you really believe y'all that are, someone... Y'all are y'all are jealous long winters in michigan man the y'all gossip are is jealous hot. that this person is out there just frivolously living her life no matter what giving no fucks about what you have to say about it yeah. and you wish you could be that you wish you could be that. it's not a, it's not as simple as an issue of like we disagree with the politics of someone our friends dating you guys have elevated it to a whole level we were just bitch i was just talking about i watched a few episodes of dirty john the other day 
and how the kids in that, these adult children that are having fucking temper tantrums about who their mother is dating and what's happening are making it easier for this fucking abusive con man to swoop in and say, see, look, they're, they're out of their fucking minds. Look at how they're acting over nothing. They're validating it for this experience. You're making it easy. And so what you guys are doing with this, like sit down, we have to have a come to Jesus moment with their friend every fucking five weeks over this guy that she may or may not be fucking. You're driving her further into this and, and then keeping her around trying to be hurt by her action or inaction doesn't make any sense there's this movie you guys just want to talk about someone so you're gossiping about this one friend when really all of you have your own fucking problems there's this movie that i just watched and uh i'm gonna look for the title of it and it's basically it's i think it's called yeah it's called intervention it's on prime the show or a movie it's a movie all right watch that movie i'm not gonna say anything that's your homework everybody go watch the movie just go watch it <laughs> it's called intervention it is a movie and it's on prime boom done and done done next um let's see you trying to get you trying to play footsie with me over here oh is that your foot i mean no but it could be oh <laughs> <laughs> okay um i'm like do i even want to read any of these um Some of you sent emails and I'm like, I feel like what you're writing is an emergency. Like you need to call the police. Like sometimes we get stuff and I'm like, I don't even see this until eight months later. Um, okay. Hi, Megan and Michelle. Your podcast has been something I didn't know I needed. It has helped me. It has helped give me perspective on so many things in my life and actually improve how I approach self care. That being said, I still have these days where I can't seem to snap out of really damaging thoughts. One example, I've had a pattern of staying in bad relationships in the past that isolated me from certain friends and completely wrecked my self-worth. Since starting therapy, it's helped me work through a lot of that trauma, and I've since reconnected certain friendships that are invaluable to me. However, when certain low points hit, I've also been told by a therapist that I have PTSD. I still, I still struggle with feeling like a burden to most of my friends. I know that's not true, and I know I've gotten better in asking for help, but sometimes I feel like my brain stands in my own way. If you have any advice, I would really appreciate it. My signs, Capricorn with a Cancer moon and a Leo rising. Thanks again. So the title of this is, Can You Help Me Snap Out of My Self-Deprecating Spiral? Um, I don't deal specifically with a ton of that of like really the depths of like I'm fucked up in any kind of way. But I do know what it's like to have thoughts that when you sit, stand outside of them, you're like, that doesn't, that doesn't even make any sense, but it feels so real in the moment when you're thinking it. I think that, Hmm. I think, you know why you're reacting the way that you're reacting, you know, your own trauma. Um, but I think that you're repeating this story over and over and over again about how you've done these things and you see these bad relationships and you're beating yourself up over it when you're not in it anymore. You know that you're not in it anymore. You I know that you're... Right. And I think the good question to ask yourself is when. Anytime I feel that way, yeah. I think, when did this begin? And I just go back. And I go back and I keep going back. When, when you find the source of that, you, 
you never it, it never leaves you and you always remember it every time you have that thought and you and, and you can remind yourself this isn't real mm-hmm. this comes from this place and in this time in my life i was unfortunate to have been placed in this scenario that carried with me for this long that mm-hmm. makes me feel like i'm I, i'm invaluable or i'm useless or that i'm not uh that i'm an inconvenience mm-hmm. and those things aren't true and the only way to really get get to the source is to go to the source not to live in the source but to go to the source so you understand where it began yeah because you can't really understand where you're moving forward to if you don't know where you came from so you have to understand that your PTSD is a part of you and it's always going to be a part of you because it's a trigger injury there is a something that happened in your life that fucked fucked with you chemically mm-hmm. and so it altered any any um any any growth that a normal a normal person in in a situation that's going through that when i say normal i mean like the situation the situation works out for their benefit mm-hmm. it doesn't harm their growth um i have ptsd so in my situation it wasn't a normal situation in a situ in 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 a situation where somebody would be faced with something like that Mm-hmm. I was in an abnormal situation at that age at that time but you don't you don't know understand how to, the breakdowns of that because everything when you're young feels normal mm-hmm. like you don't know anything else like yeah, it's not until so you're outside of it that you right normalcy it. is oh my dad beats my mom that's normal I've, I don't know anything don't know other, other than option. that right mm-hmm. so once you realize that wait wait damn that that's not fucking cool mm-hmm. what you have to realize too is that that when you're learning that as, as a young person, that sh- shapes the way that you see the world mm-hmm. and the way that you take things in. So everything is going to be based off of it's okay to hit someone, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's actual physical hitting someone, you're going to think that it's okay for people to treat you or mistreat you or do mm-hmm. whatever it is that because that's what you it saw. Forms what what how you intake everything around you, right? In and media in general, but it's right. also who you think you're supposed to be in a relationship how love is shown right right exactly so the best way to do is to find the source and understand and look at that source in the face every single time and say this is wrong and mm-hmm. and you that's how you reparent yourself because mm-hmm. nobody there was no adult there telling you this is wrong every time you think about it you have to tell yourself that was wrong and you didn't deserve that and that's how you reparent yourself. That's how you nurture yourself, your child, your inner child, so that you're now you're an adult being there for your inner your inner brain, your inner moments where nobody else was there for you. Mm-hmm. That is how you understand and break away from the feeling of I'm no good in this moment or mm-hmm. where something something triggering happens, right? Then your triggers, they they affect you differently because the trigger doesn't go away, but it can affect you differently. It can affect you in a more controlled way where you're like, yeah, I'm affected, but, but I got this. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay because yeah. the trigger's not going to go away. It's, it's chemically in your, in yeah, your it's body. There. It's there. So how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to deal with it? The best way to deal with it, deal with it is to confront it. The best way to deal with it is to confront it because otherwise you're just running away from it, hoping that 
it's not going to be the same next time it pops up mm-hmm. or maybe it just won't pop up again. It will. It's always going to pop up. Triggers are always going to pop up. It just, it just, even in your healthiest, it's still going to make you feel a little bit like, but when you're healthy is when you can handle it and be in, in, in discovering that healthy moment, the healthy moment is re is telling your story differently. Tell, tell yourself your story differently so that you are not the victim. Yeah. I think, you know, you you briefly touched on, like, I have a pattern of staying in bad relationships that have isolated me from certain friends. And then you connect that with that. I still struggle with feeling like a burden to most of my friends. You're just reliving the same thing over and over again, telling yourself what probably the person you were in a relationship with told you and made you feel mm-hmm. so that you would do whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And you're continuing that pattern on. But I feel like you're a burden to people that haven't told you that you're a burden, mm-hmm. as far as we know, mm-hmm. which maybe they maybe you have attracted not great friends who would do that. But people that care about you and love you that are right within themselves aren't going to be so immediately overly affected right. by you just simply what reaching out to talk. Right. That's what friendship is for. Right. Right. You're helping each other in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's just not unreasonable that. Right. That you'd expect that. And so the fact that you feel like you're not even allowed the space to do that. That's always your past. Mm hmm. And that's not how it has to be. Right. Take up all the space. Take up all the space. Uh, That's all I have for you today. Yeah. Uh, Listen, if you want advice or to be spiritually. Advice on your life. Advice on your life. Because again, yeah. Or or you know what? If you're going to write in about your friend's problems, I want you to go to your friend and say, I'm writing into this podcast about your problems and I would like you to write a paragraph as well. I want this to be a collaborative effort. You know, I want them to tell their story too. Okay. Pretty much. Or see if it ends the friendship because it probably will end the friendship because you have no business talking about other people's shit. But still, mm-hmm. um, and so specific with it, people are giving out signs. People are giving out Telling like, stories that, that uh, aren't, and don't involve them. Yeah. You know, like when I tell a story, if other people are in it, I'm a part of the story. Yeah. It's not just me saying like, I was, I was actually there. I'm actually involved. And I don't not, not like, I'm not saying like a bystander looking in. Yeah. I was Nothing part, I heard of. Right. I was a part of, of the, the script. Yes. Okay. A main player. We, major we, character. You're inserting yourself in the parts of scripts that ain't your fucking life. Focus on your own life. Your script is real dry, honey. Real dry. You're 30 years old writing a script about when you were 15, about nothing that happened, and you're not living your 30-year-old goddamn life. Mm-mm. I still can't get over it. My teenage sister went out and hung out at the movies instead of hanging out with her younger sister. Now we can never be friends, I guess. And then the what Capricorn the one. The Capricorn and the the one that's dating the Capricorn. Oh, and yeah. yeah we, just want our, we just want our friend to be happy. Bitch, look in your relationship. You're not happy. <laughs> You're not happy. Ew. If I would, I would be so disgusted if I found out one of my friends was writing in about me. Yeah. And telling my business. I'm going to write in secretly to this podcast about <laughs> you. I would be so disgusted. Yeah. I hope you and your friend don't enjoy the same podcast because if they hear that, that's a shitty way of having us deliver a message that you should have just fucking delivered by not being someone's fucking friend. Gross. Anyway, if you want to write in and have some spiritual exfoliation, you can at nolizedetected at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out every Wednesday. Please leave a review if you like the episode and give us your money over on anchor.com. Yeah. Thank you guys for, for, for donating. No the ones that are donating. It's really 
been very helpful. We appreciate you. We love being able to buy some groceries and pay some bills, pay some bills, buy some drugs, buy some drugs, get some Postmates, get some goddamn Postmates. That's and really we need a Postmates. Uh, a sponsor. Post- Who are the Postmates? I'm saying hit us we, up. Listen, I know one of you does. We it's order. Good. We'll order Postmates every every fucking uh, episode. I'll shout you out. Well. We, Listen, you heard us one time order a pizza for four episodes in a row. We'll do that gladly. <laughs> Anytime you guys want to start a meal, by the end of the month, you'll know what it is. This, it's, listen, listen, we do. We just order things <laughs> and you guess. Yeah, it's an unboxing, but audio. Right. Um, <laughs> you can find Megan Tanjas on most things. I'm Michelle Moore all over the place. And you're here. You're better. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Have fun, bitch.